Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save 25 bucks. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. While supplies last, offer ends 831.20. When was the last time you thought about your batteries? I mean, that's what they do, right? Stay unnoticed, unseen, shoved in a battery compartment, and click, your stuff works. But you're going to be thinking about this one. Duracell Optimum, the battery that can make your devices work even better than copper top. Toothbrushes, faster. Screwdrivers, faster. RC cars, yeah. An upgrade without upgrading. So just this one time, do you and your devices a favor and upgrade to the power of Duracell Optimum. I'm your host, ProWrestlingSheet.com, Editor-in-Chief Ryan Sen, here with my very relaxed co-host, Jamie (laughs) Ivey. Look at this, two different color sleeves, bitches. (laughs) Um, Uh, As (laughs) as well as Kevin Silva. Hello, I'm here, and I'm wearing only one color. You are all All black, you are all colorful, I'm somewhere in the middle here, I like Mm -hmm. it, we're good to go, and there was a lot of stuff to talk about this week, so let's dive right into it. Um, I want to talk first about something that we were kind of all texting about separately, so I want to kick off with this one, and that's a story I broke on WWE Backstage this week where uh, I announced that Dio Madden is returning to NXT. Uh, he still has aspirations to become a pro wrestler, so he's going back to the Performance Center uh, to continue training with all the uh, trainers there. And Samoa Joe, who absolutely crushed it on commentary, is now taking his place uh, on Raw until 
he's cleared for action, which uh, it's still unclear when that's going to happen. Uh, what do you guys think about all of this? Um, I have two thoughts on the situation. It's not so much two different opinions on it, but just more just two points. Um, first off, do you? I mean, this I, and this has no indication of whether or not Dio was good or not. Do you? Because they, they they seem WWE seems to cut bait pretty quick. Mm-hmm. They don't really give guys a lot of time to settle into the temperature of the pool, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, and yeah, Dio's been on for what, like I'd say a month or two. Yeah, now. it was only like, it was only Three like a month. Yeah, yeah, it was only I think it was like a month. Yeah, yeah, and um, you know, new commentary team. You, you can um, you can't tell somebody be. Have chemistry with that person, you know. It's they never they never met Jerry Lawler. They, they said it they, in that one video. They exactly. never met him before. And I also feel like Jerry Lawler and Dio Madden were almost kind of playing a, a similar role. Only one was much more modern version of it. Like Dio was trying to do a Jerry Lawler esque thing. I think of like I, being a fun part of the broadcast with some of his insight. True, but I'm but Jerry Lawler. They were both kind of like I, I don't. I don't think they were meshing together. Very I got to well. be honest. I don't think Jerry Lawler. And this isn't a knock to Jerry Lawler. I mean, he has his say, Kevin has his say about Jerry Lawler, but I have nothing against Jerry Lawler, and I, this isn't a knock to him, but I just don't think his style of commentating works today. No, I just don't. I think he has a very old school, very old '90s, late '80s style of commentating. And if you've listened to a lot of commentators nowadays, that's why they've been stressing people like the Todd Phillipses and the Mauro Ronaldos and stuff like that. They want more sports analytics. Yeah, not- I, I do fear that we're, we're that it's only a matter of time before he pulls like a Jim Cornette like move where he says something that you know in his time wouldn't have been bad, but like comes across terrible because he's like even when he said like they sh- that cop should have shot Rusev with the right, gun, yeah. I was like. <laughs> Hey, maybe like tone that down. Well, one a thing that bit. like kind of stood out to me, and I've said this to uh, multiple mm-hmm. times, was that when Ricochet came out, who's a good guy, and they're trying to make him over, he and Jerry Lawler just he buried the buried shit the shit out, out of Ricochet. Yeah. He was like, not From, a superhero to me. No, he's like, I'm a superhero guy. <laughs> I'm an aficionado. I, I love superheroes my entire life. And when I think of superhero, I don't think of Ricochet. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is a a face. Honestly, like, I, yeah. company. I, I, I tweeted during Raw. Because that line made me like, well, watching it, it infuriated me, and I, I didn't want to tweet it because I didn't want to look like I was just like, like everyone's like, I try to put as many positive things out there on social media, and I, that line got me so mad. And then Joe, I don't know if it was that match or the next match, he kind of like made up for it, and like even someone who wasn't someone they're necessarily trying to like push hard. Oh, it was Eric Young. That's what it was. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was like a few matches later, it was during the Eric Young match, and Joe was doing his damnedest to get to make Eric Young feel yeah. like a big deal on commentary. This, this guy's been around the world. This guy's been around the world. Yeah, like yeah. all these things. He was like, he was just like Accolades, pumping yeah. Eric Young up. And honestly, even though it was a short match, it made Eric Young feel like a bigger deal. You're like, oh, why, yeah. why aren't they using Eric Young as much, you know? And, and it was just the complete opposite from the Ricochet thing. Because the Ricochet thing bothered me, too. And and, and that's why I tweeted he did the same a thing positive with, thing for Samoa Joe instead. And he was even worse to Zawa. To, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. During yeah. Tozawa, I mean, yeah. granted, Tozawa was supposed to be dominated. I mean, that was the purpose of the match yeah, was to make Jer- Drew look good. But is Jerry Lawler playing a heel character right now? Because I can't tell. It just seems like these are his thoughts that he's airing out. I genuinely like, think yeah. that's what I mean. Right. Like, I don't think. It, uh, yeah, it doesn't feel like uh, it doesn't feel like he know. Like he's just like, let's just say what I'm I'm thinking, and yeah. it's just like. I don't know. I I liked Dio Madden a lot. I really, really liked him a lot. Actually. I liked him too. I thought that him and Vic 
worked really well together. Yeah, I, agreed. I, I always, as a non-Jerry Lawler fan, um, <laughs> them, like, just shutting him down and, like, just, like, no-selling his jokes and comments or, like, what did you just say? Actually, literally saying those things was, like, I just think, hilarious. I just think he's a commentator where he'll make a comment and I've noticed it's just dead silence after he says right. it because they're, like, not sure what to say. Like, like, like didn't he also say, like, <laughs> Charlotte, I think it was last week when he was, like, Charlotte's father is looking down on her right now. Yeah. You were, like... <laughs> Rick Flair's not dead. What are you talking about? But, like, then, but then Joe, uh, Joe, or, yeah, it was Joe. It was Joe yeah, said, or one of them. It was like, what do you say? He's not dead. He was like, he's like, he's disappointed. And I was like, what? Are it was you very saying? confusing. Also, weird thing to say when the man could have died very <laughs> I <know>. recently. That's <laughs> why I, I just think it's, I just think his style is. I mean, even Michael Cole, who's been around for so long, he's a, he's the oldest he's guy changed. in the commentary right now. His style has evolved. Yes. And Lawler's just as big. Lawler's going to be Jerry Lawler for the rest of his life. And I just think if you want to bring his commentary, it's almost like people would love to have Bobby Heenan on commentary again, right? But he wouldn't fit in today's climate in terms of commentary as much as we would love it, you know, like it would be funny. But it would clash with a lot of the way matches are called nowadays. See, I, and, and people might boo on me for this. Or whatever. People are booing me for what I just said. Graves is the closest thing we get to that, where it's like sure, someone yeah. who does he does like insult the wrestlers and stuff sometimes, but it's done in a way where like it makes you want to cheer the the good Absolutely. guys more and Corey boo Graves. the heels more. Or, you know, so it's like it's not as a disservice, Corey like Graves. saying this guy's not a superhero, like in the way he did it was weird. Say, yeah, like you said, Corey Graves has his, had his has his critics, but in my opinion, he's the closest we have to Jesse Ventura today. Yeah, that's a better comparison. Like yeah, him and Jesse sure. Ventura, because Jesse Ventura was never an outright heel. He never did anything bad. He's you know? like, a, like, a, like you were like he was making good points, but you were like that that asshole. Yeah, he's like, a dick the hell, about it. You yeah. know? <laughs> and that's Corey Graves. Yeah, you know and. And he He's kills not the good in the ring, McMahon. No, just not. <laughs> was, that, was that your Jesse That's Ventura? Jesse Ventura <laughs> you didn't even notice my pilgrim hat, McMahon. <laughs> oh, that was better, I think. He's, He's good at impressions. Oh, you don't think that on. was better? I, I'm just saying. <laughs> if we go back and listen, I feel like if we go back and listen, you're going to hear the Kevin two. Kevin was good, too. <laughs> it was just my birthday, Ryan. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. Um, you know, I do think, though, that it was very smart to put Samoa Joe there. And, you know, what? Samoa Oh, he Joe, knocked it out of the park. He just, he's excellent. And, and it's... The, I've never been so conflicted about a situation in wrestling too, in my life. Because I think Joe needs a belt run. He needs one run with the world title. Yeah, he absolutely. has been one. killing it. And you watch and you go like, it's, he's, so it's good weird. he's so good at this. But you also look at like, it's weird that like, the, I listened to the, the Something to Wrestle With episode on Taz. And to hear like the parallels of like the way it's, Joe's career is going. Parallels, but it's different. Parallel, different, but similar. Where you you worry that because I, there was that one part Joe of the got to wrestle with Joe's where, on places on the card that Taz never got. To. Totally, right, absolutely. absolutely. I more so because it's, there was that one part where they where they talk about how where I think it was Vince said to Taz like. That's where your future is, or something like that. And Taz was like, "No, I want to wrestle." And he was like, "Yeah, no, I know, but like, that's where your future is." I think. And I'm so worried that that's what's happening backstage. Me in Vince's too. Mind with Samoa Joe is that like he's like he's too good at this, and I don't see him as that. And you're like, "No, but he." That's should why be when that. I saw him again, like when they sh- and again, here's Samoa Joe. I was like, "No, yeah, I, I mean, it's it, he's, he's there again. He's still good at it. It kind of reminds me of like when Punk was doing commentary for a little bit, and like totally. I was like, I was like, oh my god, he's so good at this." And he fits so perfectly 
And, but I, I also want them to wrestle. And <laughs> I so it's just like, I, I also don't want it to be like a Jerry Lawler thing where, like, when they used to have Jerry Lawler do commentary, they'd be like, hold on, got to do a match. Like, kind of weird. I don't totally. Know, I never really, really enjoyed that. I did see someone bring up the idea that, like, what if, though, Joe gets the Jerry Lawler <laughs> deal where he can be an announcer but also work the indies? Oh. And then we get to see, like, Joe do cool stuff on the indies but also be the Raw announcer, which would be cool. <laughs> yeah. I doubt they would ever do that right. in this day and age. Especially, yeah, especially with the way with How much are money going. he can draw for Co- people on the indies. And yeah, 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 I know, but still, I like the idea. I was like, oh, man, if Joe had that Jerry Lawler deal, that would be kind of cool. See him like, PWG again or something like that, you know? Like, um, but, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think it'll be long. I hope I, – I, we don't know how long he's going to be clear, but I was told that once Joe's cleared – he is going to be back in action. Um, I also liked the, you know, I know it had been rumored for a minute that John Morrison had re-signed with WWE, but now uh, I was able to officially confirm uh, with WWE that John Morrison's back. So quickly, uh, I'm pumped. Honestly, John Morrison was like one of those guys that I always felt like was like the guy that got away from Dude, WWE. He, a, he he looks like a star. He it's looks like, like a star. And he just he his. He just looks better now. He which came is crazy. up in the system like he's a WWE guy. Like mm-hmm. he's a tough enough guy. You know, he's he he's part of the former ECW WWE ECW. That's why like the other companies he went to, like he was able to bring that that ability of knowing how a, a show a TV show works. Mm-hmm. And he was, I'm sure he that worked wonders in Impact and in Lucha Underground because. These are places that were kind of just, you know, a lot of indie wrestlers that were coming into TV for the first time. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, uh, yeah, he's he's meant for WWE. Yeah. Where is he going to go, though? So it's, you know, I've been, I was, I, I wanted to include more <laughs> info if I could in my story <laughs> on the show. But, you know, I, there's only so much I can say and only a lot of time I have. From what I've heard, I think, it to me, from the vibe I've gotten... Is that the reason? Because he's been signed, I think, for like what? Well, the rumor started like what, like a like a month and a half, two mm-hmm. months ago, something like that. Um, and I don't believe he's being like rushed to TV or anything. Like that from what I was, from what I heard, they're still pitching creative ideas and trying to come up with the right creative form because they don't want to throw him out there uh, with no direction or purpose. And so they really want to like make sure they have like a thing for him and not just like bring him back so that everyone pops for John Morrison and then they have no plan for him afterwards. Why not just have him attack the Miz? <laughs> Like I was we were just talking well, about yeah, it. was you, right? Yeah, yeah. So I thought we were. Jamie and I were having the same conversation via text where it's like, it's pretty simple. You have him be a guest on Miz TV. It gets bad because Miz just makes fun of him the whole right. time for being gone. Morrison attacks him. Off to the races. You know? Yeah, because he's, he's such, and I was telling, as I was saying to Ryan, is he's such a good character in the sense that if, if some sort of feud doesn't organically build just from him being there, then I think that, that I'd be shocked because right. he's such a good talent. And. When I first heard about it, obviously I'm stoked for him. And I would love, and I love the fact that he's going to get more money than he's had in quite some time. But I don't want him to fall to the side, such as what happened with the Hardys, with Shelton Benjamin, mm-hmm. with because I mean because that is entirely possible. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, you yeah, know? totally. And I mean Bobby Roode, you know. I mean the only person I can think of that it didn't happen like that for is Drew McIntyre. Yeah, and he's the one that's like been able to. And but even, in even my, that, he's still kind of. To, it's kind of, in my opinion, they should have pulled the trigger on him already. <laughs> Absolutely, and on Drew McIntyre. And we'll get to him because I think finally we're getting somewhere with him this week because we're he's part of Raw. He's one of the things I want to mention when we get to Raw. Okay, so um, John Morrison. He's but gonna he be, could. 
Did, J- Johnny Smackdown? <laughs> I think he's just going to be John Morris. I think I know, they're going back I to know. John Morrison. I know, but just like everywhere he went, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I'm I, pretty sure he's just... <laughs> Johnny Smackdown on Fox. <laughs> That's his full name. Um, I, yeah, I, I think, though, man, I, it's interesting, you know, I've always been such a big John Morrison fan... But there is that size difference between like a Drew McIntyre and a John Morrison that I wonder if they're really going to get behind him like they have with Drew McIntyre, or if it does become uh, a Shelton Benjamin situation. Why not like you just were show somebody actually washing their clothes on his abs? Like he's yeah, he's a fucking shredded dude. Come bring on. back the dirt sheet. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I used to love when he did or, that. Or Miz is like brings him on to like do a special event of of the dirt sheet. That's what I. That's, and he's like, where were you, John? Hmm? That's what I would yeah. assume they would do to get things going again. I hope that's where they go with things. That'd be great. Um, There's another story this week, and then we'll move on to the shows um, that I found interesting, and that was about Tommaso Ciampa saying that he has told WWE officials that if they try to move him to Raw or SmackDown, he'll retire. And that, like, basically he said that, like, he's not down to move to Raw or SmackDown, and that he basically, like, you know, mathematically, you know, like, he knows that he's on borrowed time and his bump card is ticking, and he's like... If I do, you know, 200-plus shows a year on the road, that's going to be, like, six months of my – that's going to be, yeah. like, my career's done in six wow. months. That's, yeah. uh, I mean, if, if I do 30 to 40 shows a year with NXT, that's, like, four years of my career that I can keep. I mean, I agree with him wholeheartedly. I mean, now that I – mean, yeah. me, me and my buddy were watching NXT last night, and we were just talking about how now that NXT is a USA entity, now that it has more eyes on it than it ever has, what – you work once or twice a week. You live and get paid to work. You live. You live in Orlando. You get paid to work out, pretty much, and you and you and and you can be with your family all the time. I mean, like, he said that too. That was the other part of it. He's family like, to, to Disney. he's <laughs> like, I have a kid now. Like, I got to see my kid walk. Like, like I got to see my. Why would you not all my kids' that? things? That's yeah, crazy only- to think about because like, there's so many wrestlers that say. How much of their children's lives have they missed? And hey, you want to do a big show for a lot of people? You got takeover, yeah. you know. So like, and that's like a once every other month thing. Mm-hmm. You fly out for like a weekend, and then you come back. And it's a, <laughs> usually in a dope city, yeah. and it's a big weekend, and so it's a fun event. So like, why the hell wouldn't you? you know? I, I remember when I was talking to Triple H before I interviewed him at the Performance Center, and he said some similar. He was like. I mean, like, I decided to move because was, I was complaining how hot it was. I was like, in a, I was in like nice clothes, and he's like in a suit, and it was hot. I was like, man, it's so hot here, you know. And he's like, yeah, but it's a lot easier to convince like someone from like another country, like international talent, or someone from the middle of nowhere, like, hey, do you want to move to Orlando, Florida, <laughs> right. where it's beautiful and it it's sunny, snow. it's not snowing, like the beach, you got like all these things around, you know, you got Disney World, and he was like, it's a lot easier to convince you to come here than Stamford, Connecticut, like, you know? Yeah, yeah it's like, like, yeah, it's yeah, like you see Pete Dunne's been on NXT a lot more lately. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh, it's not gloomy always over here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought it was a, I thought it was... A smart thing of him, and honestly, you know, I think that he's needed more in NXT. I feel like with the move to USA Network, there does need to be, like, this core group of people who you know aren't going to leave. Who, like, you know, who are going to be, like, the core guys in NXT that, like, those are the guys in NXT, you know? Yeah, because you need people to get attached to them. Yes. It's also nice to have a, 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 a personality, a character that... Uh, just wants that and want, wants nothing more than that gold belt from this from this uh, company or whatever division. But 
uh, and it's everyone else. Like Adam Cole could be like, I want the gold from wherever, and but Tommaso Ciampa like he wants the NXT I mean, Goldie. Mm-hmm. You're an NXT guy. The only real thing that's a draw to you in terms of switching to the main roster mm-hmm. would be foreign markets. More would money, be more money, of course, and um, which I'm sure is going to start changing soon. And yeah, probably, and um, a chance to do WrestleMania. Which it, might happen with NXT at this point. And you let's think? see if you have a. Oh, yeah, you a know, baby. It, it wouldn't surprise me to see like like Survivor Series had an NXT match on it, like an NXT title match. You know, and I realized it was because all brands yeah. are represented and blah blah blah. But like, it wouldn't surprise me to see like well, an NXT title match at least on the pre-show. Well, for the time being, right? If um, it's if that's not in the cards, that's really like it. Other than just like yes, the money, of course. But I'm saying. If the money thing doesn't become an issue anymore, if the, if, the, if the pay starts to equal out, then it's more of a career monument thing yeah. at this point. Total, absolutely. It's more like you said, oh, I was going to be into – I was going to main event WrestleMania. That's really, that's really what it is. Like if, you I right. you could, if you think that you could main event WrestleMania, then you should want to go to the yeah. to Raw or SmackDown. Absolutely. If you think that. But, like, if you're realistic and, like, maybe not, like, it's and not, the, health, it's like, not the craziest know. thing to want to stay in NXT where, like, you could also maybe have a career – down the line working at the performance center, Absolutely. you know, where, like, if you get in with the right people and do the right things and play your cards right and all can that you, kind of stuff. Can you imagine Tommaso teaching a promo class? Totally. Come on. Like, totally. Oh, yeah. Like, or there's even, like, um, you know, like, there's a, there's the, the announcer's room where, like, people are working on their announcer skills for one day, you know, like Dio Madden probably was, you know, like, Yo, stuff is, like that. Is Bobby Fish injured again? I, I, I'm looking into it, but it seems that way. God. Because he wasn't on the show last night. No, yeah, he, wasn't. he wasn't. No. It was just weird that when they were like, and the still champions, Roderick Strong. I was like, what? Yeah, that was confusing. <laughs> Um, you mentioned the belt thing, so I want to shift gears here a little bit to uh, the big belt talk of this week, and that's Bray Wyatt's new belt. Uh, the big <laughs> talk of SmackDown last week was Bray Wyatt, how he was going to introduce a new face to the Firefly Funhouse, and it was maybe one of two things. I think like they did it that way on purpose, but uh, the first was his new belt. Uh, what do you think of the belt? It's... Uh... I, so again, I haven't seen Star. I didn't watch Starcade match yet. I didn't either. Um, so I don't know how it looks live. They didn't. Sh- didn't they not show Bray Wyatt? Uh, they didn't Star- show him. No, on he wrestled oh. for the live crowd. They didn't show him that though. Which really uh, there was me, only a photo. The, yeah, it was only a photo. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, they ended it at that Rusev so, thing, which was not good. I saw that. Uh, I'll uh, I'll say. Which we gotta talk about that rich, that angle because it are, makes yeah. no sense. <laughs> we will. Don't worry. So I mean, it, it, I'll save my formal judgment for when I actually see it him live with wearing it, it but. I just don't like it. I mean, it's just it's. Weird. Didn't we send you the video when you were you asking know, it us? It kind of looks like a bacon belt with a face. Yeah, I just, <laughs> I, just I, I don't I don't want him to be goofy, and I almost feel like it's on the goofy uh, side of being like I'm going to wear a title that has my face on it. It's just, I don't know, kind of weird, but it's also strange. I don't know. It's I would expect like some twisted metal looking thing to be his title. I mean, I don't, I, don't I, I don't know how I feel about it yet. I mean, I didn't immediately hate it because they didn't right. show it for very long until until they showed the uh, the one that's for sale for seven k. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, here, here you go. Continue. Oh, I thought we were. Well, they can't see that. The volume. Uh, but um, I don't mind it. I don't mind. It makes sense to me. You know, I mean, you know, why would 
I mean, because if we're if it looks kind of cool, yeah. If they really want to extremely play to the extreme duality of Bray Wyatt and the Fiend, then it would only be natural that that one would have one. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Which makes sense. No, that's how I feel about it too. I'm saying the idea of the belt. I like. Totally. Yes. Yes. That's 100 percent what I was thinking. I was like, you know, the the whole thing it seems like with the Fiend is that like he's putting hit. His face over everything, like you know, he's covering okay, up yeah. Bray Wyatt. He's like got Bray Wyatt and all these puppets held hostage in a room in, a, in the funhouse while he goes and does the business. So like, it feels like he wants to have the WWE title, or I'm sorry, the Universal Championship, uh, tr- you know, trapped in the funhouse too. So it kind of made sense to me. How also crazy is it? I mean, Bray Wyatt's just doing such work right now. Like he, uh, he makes it makes me happy. There's one I'm sorry, so continue. He I'm, just uh, the funhouse is great. Like, yeah, uh, totally. Him and everything that he's done and, and even doing the, the live segments and non-taped ones, I think he's d- killed it. Like would I ever buy one of those titles? Absolutely not. But like they priced it that way, the ones they were selling online, because it was going to be a limited edition thing. And, like, you know, you're like a guy who's who loves limited edition things, and you're like Mr. Limited Edition over here. I feel like you know a lot of those things go for a premium because they're limited edition, right? And, yes. And, like, I mean, it's, it, it was – these are coming from who, – who's it? Tom, Tom Savini. Tom Savini. And I mean, like this guy's response. I mean, yeah. this guy's history is. I mean, he's responsible for. Fra- he's for, for, for uh, responsible for like Jason Voorhees. Absolutely, you know? and it's just like you're getting a numbered championship that he's created, and the only people aside from you and like whatever other handful of people that have it is also Bray Wyatt. I also think we're, <laughs> we're, we're all laughing right now, but like only let's. I, I guarantee you, maybe at most five people will buy it. It's going to turn into like a. It's going and to be then like, in ten years, it's going to be like worth so much more, money. Like, yeah, yeah, like it's going to be one of those things at WrestleMania fifty that's on display that people are like, oh, I wish I had bought. You know, like yeah. that's that's cool. That's a cool thing. I remember when that happened. Yeah, you know, ten, ten years, Zack Ryder's going to be like, man, I should have bought it. Yeah. There's, <laughs> a, there's an aspect of the Bray Wyatt uh, fiend duality thing that I wish they uh, well, not so much wish, but I hope that they uh, do a little more on is when Seth came in and burned the, the Firefly house down. And um, and Bray looks at him and says, Seth! And, he's, and then he gets all sad all of a sudden. And he says, why are you doing this? Yeah. That was so dope to me yep. in terms of character development. Mm-hmm. Because- Same for when it started and they did those flashes where like it looked like what you were looking at wasn't necessarily what you were seeing. Or you hear that girl laughing in the background. Like, these are also things that I also want them to explore of like, you can have fun with these things and like, take it further. But I'm saying, why, like, so is this like so? That, the way I see it is, Bray legitimately doesn't know that he is the fiend. You know, like that's how yes. I see it. Yeah, because that's his that, friend. Because Seth was like, because he's like, why are you doing this to me? I didn't do anything to you. Yeah. You know, like that's so dope to me, and I wish they would do a little more with that. The way they complain to that, in my opinion, is, the, and it, and it make it'll be a way to keep the fiend more unique. Is to have Bray Wyatt, that Bray Wyatt, show up on on SmackDown, like show up out of the fun house. Do you think that would have been the case if uh, the uh, Saudi Arabia thing didn't happen? I don't know. I was wondering that too. I, I just, I, I know what you're saying, but like, I almost feel like it would come off too cheesy. I don't know. I think if Bray Wyatt showed up on like Miz TV, just in his because in his sweater, you know, just being himself, 
without the without the puppets and shit. You know? Or even if like during the interview, like one of the like you like Huskis just kind of like sticks his head over like the ring apron and then sure. goes back away. Like that should be that stuff would be fun in my opinion. Right, yeah. Doesn't take away from the funhouse. Pro- uh, no, yeah, yeah, no. Do you guys think before we move on from this one, the whole Daniel Bryan thing where he was pulling out his hair? I think that maybe is the new face. That's what I was going to ask. Do you think that is technically what the new face was? You think so? Do you think, think so. that he was pulling out his beard hair and not his hair on his head, and that's why he was going to say, "I'm introducing a new face to the funhouse." He's going to come out looking like this. <laughs> it's a big old thumb. Yeah, I would love for him to look like bald Daniel Bryan with like the eye patch back from there. And he loves goofy little characters, Daniel Bryan, like yeah. when he was the Dazzler and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. So he could do. They could do a fun thing oh, with God, the Dazzler. They could, they could have him do some weird character in the Funhouse for a few weeks, and I, and I would love it. It's just weird to go back to like. The Daniel Bryan Bray Wyatt thing over and over again. But we also know how I like that they're. I do. I do too. But like same it's, with like him and Miz. Weird. It's like yeah. they kind of like those. Daniel Bryan has these like existing threads, you know, that I, I like. They and keep, it's always they pull, it's, go back it's, to. It's them. kind of been like different scenarios in those threads too, which I kind of. I like mean, it'd be too. very interesting because, as we know, especially when a look is established, much as Daniel Bryan's. I mean, even though it varies in length occasionally, he's known for the beard and the long hair now, the kind of sort of Jesus look. Yeah, and. I think they – I mean it'd be – we know just from podcast books, et cetera, that Vince hates unless it's done on purpose, you know, like that he's done it, hates gra- extreme changes to his character's looks. Yeah. I mean remember Brock was almost in huge, huge trouble for getting that tattoo on his back. Yeah. So um, I, I, I'm not saying he, this is – I'm not saying it's not happening. It is – something is happening yeah. obviously. But it'd be it'd be so it'd be such a change of pace for them. Totally, they they like their characters to stay generally the same. And absolutely, that's why Daniel maybe could have maybe pushed now, for it because you now, know Daniel loves right. to go against that. Because now all the toys are obsolete. Video games, the video look game, different. Yeah, everything, shirts, the flying goat thing. There's no such thing because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's not a goat anymore. Yeah. I mean, it definitely. I don't know. I, I think that this could this could be something that Vince would like. I mean, he gave. I mean, sure, they had to let Jericho do those things on, on WWE that he changes look all the time. And uh, well, but his were also he was still he like go away for a long yeah. time and yeah, come back true. with a that's new look. True, yeah, but still, I, I, totally. Fuck me. I, <laughs> I, he was always in essence Jericho. <laughs> we'll get to well. Do I, are we, did, are we talking? Yeah, we are talking about Jericho. I, mean, um, I, I actually like. Bubbly, so. I like that um, Sheamus went back to his old look. Sheamus. Sure, I think that it, it, it felt fresh again, him doing that. You were like, oh, I remember, yeah. I remember that, Seamus. I'm into that. I almost felt like we didn't need the backlit uh, to show <laughs> the silhouette and then have him come out. Like, <laughs> it was so clearly Seamus. Well, like, I know, yeah. You're like, why are you hiding? Well, they played the music the entire yeah. time. What person is that? Irish, right. This thick Irish accent in the dark here. With like, Seamus' theme song in the background. Yeah, I know. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm happy to see that Seamus is back. I, I we've discussed this before, but I'm always like, he always is like a fun one when he comes back for a while. He's always got some fury when he comes back, so mm-hmm. I'm into that. I'm also interested in this weird uh, lacy baby face turn too. Yeah, I don't know if I like it. It's, it, it was a weird. It was an interesting. It was an interesting choice. You know why? Because I think they're trying to play up to the whole Saudi Arabia uh, yep. thing. Mm-hmm. 
I think so too, because they put out that day of thing. Because yeah, so, yeah, I mean that didn't paint her as a heel whatsoever. No, no, not at all. Um, I think the same thing. I think I had that same vibe as you. And just having like her her background, like you know, talking about her background in the military, like that's gonna be. It's just and hey, you know what? She's so good. In her she's she so good at, in her role. But when you find out who she is, you're like. She's like a good person, a good you know. Person. Like, like, totally, you know, like she's good, not like like she's she, a good mom. Like, well, you guys like, ever listen to the interview she did with Lillian Garcia? No, you guys haven't. I already know the answer. To that. But, <laughs> but she like, dude, her story is crazy. Like, I think it was like she talked about how like her parents, like, I think her parents were like alcoholics or something like that, and she got as a child she got sick one day, and she started throwing up. Like she had like food poisoning or something, and she was like, a young child, and she passed out. While throwing up, and then woke up and it was a day later, Ooh. and her parents hadn't found her. Ooh. And she said, like, it was at that moment where she was like, I'm never gonna be this bad of a parent. And that's like what motivated her to like go to the military. Like, because exactly. that's why her daughter travels on the road with her yeah, everywhere. Exactly. Like, they it's a crazy her, like, story. They showed, like, I remember seeing, like, I don't know if it was on Breaking Ground or not. But they showed her like putting like her baby down like in like a room like like during when she was on NXT like like, like doing shows like having your kid there yeah. like having somebody watch your kid and like it's like she's very attentive you yeah, know she's like, like, a, like a great it's robot, like okay yeah. let's list, it's like let's list it she served in the military <laughs> she's a cook I mean she cooks at home for her family <laughs> for, finds time to do that which is insane you know like and carries a a full time schedule with the WWE yeah. And is like a strong like woman male role. Mo- I mean, a fig- I'm sorry, female role model. And woman is okay. No, I said man. I said male. Oh, I said male. male. Yeah, oh. female role model. Woman male role. I'm model. sorry, I'm getting jumbled on my words, but Got you know it. what I mean. I know what you meant. Yes. And then you want us to boo her? Like it's kind of weird. I mean, she's you a know? great heel. She's, she's just such a good heel. Phenomenal heel. heel. Yeah, that, no, I, I, that, so that's why they shouldn't. Have, they shouldn't have featured her in any behind the scenes anything. Right. Yeah. It ruins the whole thing. Well, it's similar to like the Samoa Joe thing where I'm very conflicted because I'm like, gosh, she's such a good role model, but she's such a good heel, and you're like. Like, God, Joe's so good in the ring. I want to see him be champion, but God, he's such a good commentator. You're like, like she could have uh, been like the backstage. Could have been like, oh, where'd you get your shirt, Natty, from Braun Strowman or something? Because it was all baggy on her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever, something. <laughs> um, all right, let's move over to Raw here. Uh, so Raw has this thing where Rollins kind of sort of apologizes, so he's too passionate, um, and mm. but then he doesn't align with AOP in the segment where Kevin Rollins, or Kevin Rollins, Kevin Owens is kind of being like, well, you know, obviously you guys are going to team up on, against me, I'm not that stupid. Um, you know, personally, I kind of like this direction they're going with Seth, even though it seemed like he was going to go full heel last week, I kind of like this direction of where he almost like, seems like he cares too much. You know, where he's like, he cares so much that, like, that's what's going to fuel this turn, it feels like, when it eventually happens. Um, I, I like it. What are you, how are you guys? What's your I think it's so interesting so that the fact that they're, they're sticking to, their, they're not sticking to their guns on this one. Usually whenever they decide the guy's the guy, the guy's the guy, and you're going to fucking like him, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. And they saw the tide changing with, with Seth, and they're like, okay, well, we're going to make him a heel again, which is interesting to me. I mean, I'm not saying that he was on the caliber as Roman and John Cena before him, because I don't think he is. But I think they wanted him to be. They, of course yeah. they did. Yeah, of absolutely. course they did. But when the, I guess the big difference is they saw that he didn't get it. And, um, and now they're saying, okay, well, let's go to what we know with him. 
and um, I, I and like you said, I think that this is going to be a slow build. I think I think I I don't think it's going to be uh, he's going to be forced into being a heel in terms of his actions. I think he is manipulating everything behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do think that he is playing everybody right now against each other. You know, and AOP being as th- like because this would be the first time Seth is the leader of his own thing, wouldn't it be? Because I mean, he, he, he you know. He he wasn't the leader of the authority. No, but well, he was like the focal point of the no, authority. He was like the rock of the corporation. Sure, but wasn't the rock kind of like the leader of the no, corporation? No, Vince McMahon well, was the leader of the corporation. He was like pulling the string, but he was like the the figurehead. You know, Vince pulling the string. But now that was his, it's, it's the his same hand. thing. It's the same thing. All right, fine. Controlling, fine. The sh- controlling all the action would be Seth in the scenario. And I do kind of feel like Seth led the shield initially when they came. Well, initially it was De- Dean, and then it Dean kind of got transferred the solo title, to Seth. Man. Yeah. Mm, yeah. All right. All it was right. never. I, I will say it probably never was Seth with the shield. I, I disagree. That's why he called him the architect and stuff. Like he was like the. Well, one. even when they broke yeah, up, they he even cool said like, sure. "I stayed. I stayed quiet. You know, I stayed behind the scenes. You know, like saying why he turned on them. You know, like I bided my time. Like his first promo after he turned on the shield. I remember him saying that. All right. So I think you know, I. I just think that. Maybe he. I think like, I do like the idea of him having his own shield. Or sorry, of him having his own stable. Stable and and like almost mm-hmm. like he's got J and J, who ate ten other J and J securities behind him now. Where it's like a similar. It's, uh, it's like he gave di- them, he's gave them the ooze. Yeah, yeah, yeah them, exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, like that's <laughs> now the Toka and Razor. One of them's names Razor. Razor. <laughs> so like. That's that's what's happening now. That's totally what it is. Hundred percent. I, I do like the fact that they, like I don't know if it was conscious that when they brought back AOP, but we're like we're gonna have them shirtless now, so we're not wearing flak vests, so they don't look like the shield. I they, think it might have been. It had to be. Right? It, had, it had, had to be. be. That's it had a conscious decision for sure. Because I thought that too last week. Was it last week when they came out to when they weren't wearing yeah. the the vest? I thought I thought the same thing. I was like, yeah. mm, let's suspect. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, I think actually, you know they. I think that Razor and Akam do have potential to be a big thing. Specifically, Razor. Like, oh, absolutely. Razor to me looks like a guy who is going to be a main eventer one day. He's just so like imposing. He's like this huge guy. He's he's just so buff. Like he's got MMA skills. Like he's he seems like the business. So I kind of like that he's going to have a top, someone to kind of like someone who's a veteran now in the company to kind of like. Mold with a little sure. bit, you know. I, I feel like when they're like kind of going towards the ring towards Kevin Owens, they stopped themselves and like were laughing. They just looked like my coworkers that are drunk at like downtown Fullerton, like just about to get into a fight with somebody. Like they're just like, <laughs> like but like cause it comes off as like natural. Like yeah. it just that's what the thing is. Like it came off as like a natural thing, and like I think that they both have grown so much since during their time off. Yeah. Because uh, uh, Akam, like, even him, like, he's just, like, I think that he was the one that was a little steps behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that they're, they're, I just wish their moveset were a little different now. I also think that Heyman is, is into them, and that helps. Yeah, yeah. I think Heyman saw these, like, behemoth dudes that have MMA backgrounds are like, we can do something with that, you know? And they, and, they, and it's shown. I think that, like, the whole suit vibe that makes them look like Breaking Bad, the the Salamanca twins, like, I, oh, like, yeah. I like all of it. So, yeah, I'm feeling it. Um, let's be real, people. Razor's a hot dude. He's a hot dude. All right. Kevin said it. Similar haircut, so... Speaking... Of attractive dudes, Lashley 
uh, Bobby Lashley, who's quite the ladies' man right now, uh, got arrested uh, on on Raw this week. I was like, wait, Why? Well, first of all, when you said that right now. I was like, wait, what? I missed that. But like for what? real. But for real, I was legitimately looking when the when the cops came out because obviously they were going to get arrested. Obviously, yeah. But I was like waiting for the reason. So I was gonna I was gonna read that. That's it's funny that you say that because I too the reason for the arrest stuff was what made me so mad about this segment. Like I'm the one one of the few people who seems to enjoy this Lana Lashley sure Rusev uh, storyline, but. I couldn't even defend the, the the how little sense this whole thing made. So they have cops with them, right, from Tennessee because there's a restraining Fall order. Follow them to the ring and don't do Fall anything. Follow them to the ring, right? So then when the match is over. No, first Rusev attacks them. So, so when the match is over, Rusev comes in the ring. He hits Lashley with a super kick, which would be a clear violation of the restraining order. The cops slowly climb the apron like they're the shield. Then Rusev runs away. So the cops then just don't care and stop. They don't yes. chase after him at all. Then Lashley gets mad because that's why they were there was to stop that and to arrest this man when he breaks the restraining order. And the cop says, I'm a WWE fan. And I so know I you, have, know you have the restraint, this restraining order. But we do things differently here in Tennessee. <laughs> we arrest the victims. <laughs> that, is that what you do differently in Tennessee? I, I, that I, I, you I, I, don't I, do your job well? The Alana like, one made sense. The Alana one made perfect oh, sense. But, but then so the Lashley shoulder bumps the cop. Rightfully so in this case because it sounds like he's being racially profiled here. If you're like thinking this, like, wait, what is that supposed to mean? Like, why I, wouldn't you have chased the other guy? Why are you? I thought they, they, they just were sort of like, they didn't really like people that cheated on their significant others in Tennessee. But the thing about is that what he what said, they were supposed to I mean? think so. Yeah, I don't, that's why I took it. He was, he was like, I don't like what shit was going on here. Is it because he was with another man's wife? Yeah, I think that's what that's what I felt from it. Oh, I didn't get that. I didn't see anyone that make got, that parallel on social media, got, but like, that makes so much more sense. That. I didn't get me, that. Not like a racial thing. I, was like, I, I got to be honest. I, did you read that somewhere? Because no, no, that's the thing. Because I think that's a little reaching. That's the first thing that I thought. <laughs> what did you think they meant? I thought I don't know what it meant. It didn't <laughs> that, mean that anything. That was the very first thing I thought, though. Because I saw everyone go like, social, on social media was to go the racial profiling route, and I don't think that was the intention when they <laughs> wrote wasn't it. Wasn't it a black but, guy who said it? Yeah. Oh, it was a black guy. Yeah. You're right. It wasn't why I mean, hey, said it. We could be racist here. <laughs> See, I don't people. get. It didn't make any sense to me. Like the whole thing. And, and so, and so they because if they wanted to do the whole, because I thought maybe I didn't even think that it. it was a black guy. Because I thought maybe the the shoulder bump was the reason that like oh you assaulted an officer. But, but that was before. But he, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It happened before that. Yeah. So I maybe the cops screwed up their timing. I don't. I, I, I'm honestly, so glad that you guys were just as confused as I was because it, it somebody, actually made me mad. Somebody. Stole that man's wife. That's, that that's, that's the, the only thing that, that honestly, Kevin's thing is the only thing that. But makes then, sense. why did they walk out with them and hang out for like uh, like twenty minutes and just like when they had that's them, technically their job? They had to do. They it. had to do it. But then, but now then he, when he went when he, position, when he, he's like, nope. no, no. That reminds flashbacks. He was like, Suzanne, <laughs> Suzanne, <laughs> why? You, you, uh, I, I bring my friend Pete around. <laughs> I genuinely think somebody screwed up. I, I I think from what I'd heard, there were some like very last minute rewrites and stuff, so maybe that contributed. But I was just also the cops were very bad actors too, which didn't help <laughs> yeah. either. They read those Miranda rights though. <laughs> they read those Miranda rights. And I I love that they, before he even says you're under arrest for what they don't even say for what. <laughs> 
Like you're supposed and then to Lana say. Slaps him, and then, and then she's, was the worst. Just slaps him, and then has that look like, oh no, I fucked up. But then she just offers like up her hands to it. I was like, wait, what's going on? Like I, everyone tried their best in this segment. <laughs> they, they really, really did. did. You know, I I, I, I will sue. <laughs> I will sue. I also did laugh at Lana's line during the opening thing with Kevin, Kevin Owens, Owens when she called him a pizza eater, candy, candy eater, basic, basic man. Basic, basic man. Yo, I was like, are they throwing live rounds right now? This looks a little like... <laughs> it got a little heated for a second. Because yeah, they were talking tense. over each other. <laughs> Owens was being like, like, no one cares about anything you're doing. <laughs> I'm sorry, Kevin Owens is speaking for the entire WWE universe. Except for Ryan, right? Except for Ryan. He's like, God, let me, I need to watch this. Let me get my popcorn. Um, okay, Bobby so- Lashley has amnesia. A new development. <laughs> Ryan's going to be so stoked. Yeah. Um, Bobby Lashley thought he was Rusev the entire time. <laughs> oh, I'm oh, not wonder. He's not a bad guy. He was just confused. I'll, I'll be back next week. Uh, tease, okay, then we have this tease of Randy Orton versus Drew McIntyre. That's why I saved it. I loved this. I thought that, you know, I've been actually enjoying this current role of Randy Orton, kind of like down to put over new guys a little bit, but he's still like, he's he's like leaning more into like the internet idea of him being like the guy who wants to like, yeah. you know, put his thumb on yeah, people, you know? I mean, honestly, when Drew McIntyre said, now you're more famous for tweeting and then like when he cut when, that when that Orton that was a really good Drew McIntyre too I always just say his own name I'm like and when 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 Orton reacted to it he was like kind of like because the way I saw it because he was like oh shit I have been tweeting a lot lately like he, he didn't kind of be like mm. he was like yeah, oh, yeah, I guess I yeah, yeah. I've been tweeting it's fine my IG's pretty fire it's that's actually why I like it so much too was that it didn't play into, like, the normal way we would see one of these things play out because then, like, the OC came out, right? And then it was, like, the other guys who Randy's been feuding with came out. But he yeah. was like, no, I don't really fucking need you guys. And yeah, then he, like, yeah. left. Just, or Drew, or Drew was kind of like, first Drew was like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not really, like, Took involved. Powder, in this. Yeah. I got what I wanted to say out. Like, I'm going to go back. Yeah. Orton, you know what I say now. Uh, you're and in my Orton, sights. Orton also did the same thing afterward after he got attacked. So yeah. He's like, well, I got attacked, but I also don't need these chuckleheads coming in <laughs> yeah. here. So I guess you're gonna have a match. I'm gonna take off. Yeah. I, I kind of like all I of gotta, it. I gotta go. Yeah, bang. I like. I like this. I'm a fan of. Yes, I'm a fan of in my bus, but um, <laughs> I'm a fan of Randy's as well. Uh, this uh, this current iteration of Randy. This is my favorite. I've been. I, I'm most into Randy that I've been in a while. He's very, but, been very interesting this time. But um, just a side note, and not about Randy, but just the segment in general. It's one of my favorite things to think about because um, when I did work for WWE production, my favorite thing to watch because it was just so awkward was two things. When an entrance happens and there's a commercial break in the middle of the entrance <laughs> yeah. and they come back and the music is still playing, they're literally out there just dicking around for <laughs> yeah. like three yeah, totally, minutes. Yeah. Like, and that's so funny to me because it's like you're like – all right, this music's been going for a while. <laughs> They're just still walking around. Like... Well, that's why I laughed during the Bobby Lashley-Lana thing, because it was like Lashley lost, right? And then he lose to Kevin Owens. And then they went to commercial, and then they came back from commercial, and it was what all that happened. So he was just like, after he lost, just kind of like hanging around the ring hanging for, out, for five minutes, waiting. Like, yeah. waiting. And, this, and bring this up, because there was a commercial break right after Drew called out Orton before Orton came yeah. out. Yes. And so Orton, and then he come back. 
In case you forgot. <laughs> so what were you doing? Just waiting for three minutes? <laughs> I, I love Drew, uh, and I want his character to just be serious, and I love that it is. Sometimes I kind of miss uh, Three Man Band Drew, where he just didn't care. He just violently pelvic thrusted like in front of the camera the camera would be like move real quick <laughs> fair was... I love though with Drew right now that they, they're doing something that he seemed to enjoy on the indies and that was wrestling small dudes yeah he's like he's good at wrestling small guys and making it like seem like a fun believable match like he did it with speedball I remember yeah and he's talked about it where it like made him think differently you know and like I like that they had the Tozawa match I, I like the doing that kind of thing with him too so I like what they're doing with Drew McIntyre uh, and lastly on Raw what, what do you guys think is in Rowan's cage the Rowan's cage yeah, what do you guys think is in there uh, it's, it's a gremlin it's a gremlin <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a gremlin it's, it's, yeah, I it's, like the idea of it being baby Yoda I like that idea too <laughs> I'd send the brush meeting they should have it be Bray Wyatt's $6,500 title belt like you know just, just I would never let circle. anything happen to you <laughs> you'd cost too much money um, <laughs> I, are you guys liking the cage thing it's something I don't know I kind of want to ride it out I, I want to yeah. ride it out see what it is alright I, mean, I like, kind of like the, the the starting of the videos if the it videos, ends up being like oh hello Hello there. If it really like, legit ends up just being him holding the box and just like. <laughs> I hope that's the payoff. I really hope that's the payoff. Dude, how cool was that? Uh, because you mentioned Baby Yoda. How cool was the that video that you sent to us? Did you watch it oh, the, yeah. the, of the ride through? Yeah, yeah, the, 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 the Star Wars I, was like, I was like, now I'm just worried of how big that drop is. Yeah, oh yeah, I forgot you said that, yeah. <laughs> I'm a little baby. It didn't look that It didn't look big. that it it didn't look, look You know what it looked like to me? It looked like the one from Pirates of the Caribbean where you're just yeah, kind of like yeah. one little guy. But then when he just describes it later, I'm like, I'm like oh, how did he describe he's, it? He was like, he's like, even it has like drop right elements. I was like, drop right? You just made it seem like it was a. Little, so you would little... never touch the Guardians ride? No. Really? I'm terrified. You wouldn't dude. even try it? I'm scared. It's a pretty freaky ride, even when you're on it. Even when you're only because it goes up and down yeah. so much. Even when you're not scared before it. You kind of freak out when it starts to happen. I heard this yeah. more tense than even Tower was. Oh, it, it is. was because it it's is. a lot more frequent of the drop. Because I used to be scared, like of the anticipation of when you were going to go, and you came up once and you went back. But like this you, like, one, knew when you you're, like, <laughs> you're like, you're yeah. like, you're like, you're like going with the music and like and going up and down. It's crazy. Lift you, the, the rate they lift you up is faster than yeah. the, then you fall. Yes, which is crazy. Yeah, it's fast <laughs> as hell. Yeah, it's super fast. I like that these are like selling points for me. <laughs> sorry, yes, sorry. It's not a tame ride by any stretch. Imagine. It's definitely the most extreme ride of the park. No yeah, question. absolutely, absolutely. All right, let's switch over to AEW Dynamite. It starts off Dynamite. with uh, Young Bucks and Dustin Rhodes versus uh, the Inner Circle. Um, I, it's funny. I, I I was like at first I was like, what's he wearing? And then I was like, oh, he's the third Young Buck, kind of yeah. like they've done with like Kevin Owens and stuff. At first, <laughs> yeah. um, I liked it. I, this is a fun match. It was Th- fine. There was stuff in it that obviously we were going to roll our eyes at. Like there was that spot in Sammy Guevara. Went to do the the, the shooting star press while he's blog, filming, blogging. but there was nobody he was doing a shooting star press to like on the ground. So he just <laughs> just like what was he doing a shooting star press for? And there was a few other things I was, but but for the most part, like I really enjoyed the match. Like Dustin doing a the, the only thing I'll say is I I'm so torn on the Dustin Rhodes doing a destroyer thing because I'm like sure. I, 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 is it it looks cool. I cheer for Ricky Moore when he does it on the Indies or I see it <laughs> right. in the Indies. Or, but at the same time, like I feel like Dustin is there as like the guy who 
has been over so long that he doesn't need to do right, those right. things necessarily. Like we want him. Doing. The reason he got this five star match finally that he had you know wanted so badly was because he was the old school guy that brought old school mentality to to a new school right. audience, and that's why everyone loved it. I, I like. I don't want to see him going down to everyone else's level. I want them to well, come. Maybe to his. he did it because he was a buck that night. Well, yeah, but I, guess okay. I totally get it. But at the same time, like we saw the evolution of Goldust in WWE, where he just became like a comedic gimmick, which is fine. He's very funny. But like uh, when, like you said, that that match against Cody, like, oh, this is a new level of what I'm getting from Dustin. I like this. I just want more of that. Yeah. I love Dust. I love the move, um, which was the Shattered Dreams with the super kicks. That was awesome. That was fucking <laughs> that was tight. Great. That was great. <laughs> and I do like the fun thing he's doing where he runs out of breath with the with the power slams, and then he like asks for a second, and then he does the last one or whatever. Like, yeah. it's fun. Um, I just, it was more so, I was like, mm, I'm so conflicted. As long as it's not like a regular part of his sure, move sure, set sure. now, like, I'm the, I'll never say anything about it again or whatever. And it was fun. I liked it. But I was like, no, I don't know. You, uh, you know, like, you're the one who's going to teach them to not necessarily do that during the match. <laughs> right. You know, like, I, I don't know. That's how I, I looked at I, it. Uh, yeah. It's, but the match was very fun. Like, very I really fun. enjoyed yeah, the match. Really like, really, match. Yeah, I, I liked it. It was a good way to start the show. I, but it's, like I said to you guys, and I tweeted, like, at this point, there's been so many six-man tags. So many six-man tags. And why not just make a trios title than the tag title? Because it feels like. You're focused so much on these these six man tags. You know something I feel like there's a lot of six like three person teams. I completely agree with you, and I feel like you know they're talking about how like they want to try and get people over. And to me, putting someone in a title match out of nowhere like like a Scorpio Sky, something like that, which I love Scorpio Sky, and I think he deserved that title match or whatever. I think you get more over by character building than you do by being in one match with Chris Jericho. You know, so like. I personally like I, I you know the 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 Jungle Boy Jericho thing. Like I really enjoy Jungle Boy right now. Yeah. I really enjoy Jericho. But there's no way Jungle Boy <laughs> has been built up enough to have warranted that title shot yet. It just makes it it, it, it diminishes the whole wins and losses thing. He's 0-8. Yeah. He hasn't won one match. Like I get like if he's like if he, he's doing like a like if Jericho's out there being like I get, it kind of makes sense when the fact that he's like, who's going to step up? Like, but he wasn't even really doing that. He was just saying, who's not going to wrestle me? <laughs> like, yeah. And it's just like, I don't know. If, if he's calling people out as an open challenge, it's different. But if it's people that are supposed to have title shots for the fact that they win, cha- they win fight matches, like, we should stick to that. And I also feel like, and maybe this is just me, <laughs> but I have like a very basic principle when it comes to wrestling. Basic, basic man. <laughs> you. Pizza eater, candy eater, basic, basic man. What if he did have pizza for lunch? And she was like, saw him eating pizza that day. <laughs> well, did you see his tweet the next eater? day? Yeah, where he said, up. like, he tweeted, like, I had pizza and, and candy, candy for breakfast, breakfast or whatever. Um, I, the Jungle Boy thing, though, like, to me, the basic principle that I was talking about, like, to me, like, I have to, in order for me to, like, fully be invested in someone like I gotta have like a couple things and that's like what their finishing move is like a couple signature moves like who their character is and they've only had one character building vignette for Jungle Boy and it aired on the internet like it didn't even air on Dynamite like he's had a couple matches like I don't understand that, that was not online I mean that was not on the show I don't think so Wow. The one where it was like that National that, Geographic yeah, yeah. looking, that fake National Geographic right, right. thing where they found yeah, yeah. baby sores. I don't think that was on the show. Wow. 
similar to that MJF promo last MJF. night that wasn't on the show. I'm like, and similar to Hangman Page leaving the elite, not being mentioned on Dynamite. Like, yeah, that's I didn't, crazy. I didn't even know to that, me. that happened. You didn't even know that it happened. Nope. Because you don't watch being the elite. And I'm, I'm amazed that this huge storyline development of. Hangman leaving the elite is not known by like so many people. No idea. That MJF said he he's the one who paid the butcher and the blade to attack Cody. Pretty big development, you yeah, would think. Absolutely. Like I, I I just I was very confused by all of that. To me, like these are, the, these are the things that we want to see on the show. Because when they showed Butcher and the Blade on uh, their vignette, it was Ali just being like, I brought them. I brought them. And it's just like we're cutting the head off the snake. So so you're why Why not throw the... I don't know. Why MJF not, uh, not paid MJF? us. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. I was so confused about brawlers that. Brawlers that work for money. Like, fuck, who, whatever. Something. I was, I was also confused. I'm glad it wasn't just me, because I was like, why wouldn't these things be on the show? Like, to me, I don't think it was just the wrestling people were missing. People right. were missing good storytelling. That's what you should be trying to get to as well. Because, like, we don't need we don't need the backstage segments. That's at least right now we don't need that. These pro vignettes have been really awesome. They were really shot amazingly. Um, but do we need Dark Order a million times? Like uh, every week, a Dark Order vignette. That are, I, I, I like that. To be fair, I like the Dark Order. Thing. Oh, I do too. But I'm just saying, like, we, if we're if we're gonna just shove that in there, why not shove some other important stuff like your top storyline with MJF? MJF and Hangman and like all the people who. <laughs> The people who the people are coming to the show for, like yeah. I like the Dark Order thing, but I don't think anyone's watching the show for the Dark Order. Right, exactly. That's, they want to yeah. see MJF. They want to see Hangman. Like they want to see Kenny Omega. Like you know, like and I think that there is a portion of that audience who I feel like they'd gain more viewers if they showed if they highlighted them more. You know, like well, there's a lot of talent that also haven't been on the show, like. Like, I, I mean, we have seen Sunny Kiss in a Battle Royal, but that was it. Mm-hmm. Like, where's Sunny yeah, Kiss? Yeah, Sunny Kiss has been in a bunch of AEW darks. And you, darks. Many and you don't need to have her. Sorry, you don't need to have Sunny Kiss in a 20 minute match either. Yeah. Like, you can get that character over. But you, Sunny Kiss comes out, he does his thing, like, cool entrance. You get to know, you get to see him do one of those little box promos in the corner where you get to hear what Sunny Kiss is about a little bit or show, like, a little thing about, like, what Sunny Kiss does outside of the ring or whatever to help explain the character. He does a few moves in the ring that that are impressive, like a few signature spots. Gets his finisher over. You do that a few weeks, and now people know who Sunny Kiss yeah, is. Man, like, I mean, I got I got a pretty good idea or sense of what Sunny Kiss is, and I haven't heard him speak once. You know, like he, I haven't heard one promo yeah. of his. No, and I'm saying in the sense that it's not hard to figure out what he is. You know, like get him in terms of. I just think you get him more over yeah. if you do that. I'm like, saying just put him on TV. You like you're it's exactly, not hard. yeah, exactly. Put, it's similar to the John Morrison thing we were mm-hmm. talking about. Just like they'll get, you know, they'll get over. They won't, you know. But like, I, it's confusing to me to like, to like the the to diminish some of those things. Like, and I, I feel like that's a huge rush on Jungle Boy. I was like when I was watching it, I liked the segment. Yeah, but I was like. What? I like Luchasaurus was great. He was, yeah. he was fantastic. Absolutely, I like the whole segment. I, you know, although I think the whole like making fun of people feeling like marginalized is a, right, little, is a, is a weird I, I, I way to go. With that didn't really like that line. They keep yeah. pushing that one, but but no. But overall, like the segment, I like and I like that Jericho is trying so hard to get people over. Like you can see it in everything he's doing. Like he is working. Overtime I mean, to yes. get people over. Hey, I'm interested in Sammy Guevara for the first time in my life. Me too. Because I did not care. 
He's done such a good job with Sammy Guevara. So, like, so, such well, a good job. Well, it's not necessarily all him, but, like, no, 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 the, but the, the association just, with Jericho has done uh, everything for Sammy Guevara. Drop the panda shit and you're fucking, there you go. Even Jake, even Jake Hager's been great. He hasn't talked. <laughs> and, I, and even though this is still a very fresh company, that Jericho, the, the celebration of the champion was a great segment. That's that, fun. I thought it was great. There was parts. I mean, the 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 the, the, Virgil, the, the Virgil thing was funny. <laughs> the I think the fact that like there's like to to the Judas song, all those mascots were like dancing around. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I will say those mascots were ridiculous. The ones that were upside down. Yeah, that was so funny. <laughs> and and I thought the bat the gift basket from the uh, from pro, uh, pride what are they called again? Uh, proud, proud and powerful. Proud and powerful. Yes. I thought that was funny, and like the chunkless and stuff. Jesus, that, oh like God. that was funny, and it, it it reminded me of old WWF segments that they used to do back. Like the it, it was almost like an offshoot of the This Is Your Life. Right, rock yeah. It was segment. very similar to like the friendship of festival friendship. And yeah, stuff too. and that was Jericho's set. Probably he probably had a huge hand in that, and all it was was to showcase all the people in the inner circle because it did. Yes, it did. everybody got to totally in, in, interact. Absolutely, and, and he's dead. <laughs> I didn't love this week bringing back the list after you a few weeks before that had been like. It was a dumb idea from WWE Creative, and we don't do that right, here. Yeah. And then you're like bringing up the list thing that you like. We're acting like you're not going to use your WWE things here. I did think that was a little like, I was I was I was kind of con- surprised by that. Because, I was surprised too because I was like, oh, I'm really liking everything Jericho's doing right now. I didn't feel like he needed to go back to like his old like an old gimmick thing. Yeah, because he's never has. And he like, never he goes back. Yeah. He, like, never goes back. And I was kind of like surprised. Moments to like not go back to. Yeah, yeah. I was kind of surprised by that a little bit. Um, but I mean, it was he was still he was still he was still very entertaining in the segment. Oh, like I still yeah. liked him reading off all the names and everything he was saying. Like <laughs> evil, evil Uno, like uh, evil goes, angry dose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the trace was funny too. Uh, no, I liked. I liked it. I was he surprised. Also, I, I didn't even catch that he says he ends on Marty. Like, I know. I saw people bring that up at the. I saw people bring them on Twitter, and yeah. I was like, oh, I didn't catch that either. I was just there's no way Cody's. I'm sorry. There's no way Marty's re-signing with it, Ring of Honor. I keep oh seeing it. God, I would be shocked I, if he re-signed with Ring of Honor. He has to be given the. Uh, they have to be backing up a Brinks truck if that's going to be the case. Uh, do that's you? Only, okay, question. But I don't think that. He, do he, you really think that's worth it? No. Right? No. Especially based on everything that's been coming out lately no. and just like how he's kind of. Not, but that's I don't want to say falling off, but I want to say like he's. His. His. What's the word I'm looking for? Like his um, you can only value get, has seemingly gone down a little bit. And you, you can only get so far in Ring of Honor. Yeah, totally, that's a better way. You of can it. only get so far. Yeah. Like the, the, as as much greatness has come out of that company, sure. But they left. And what's he? Gonna they do? all left. What, what's he gonna do? that's bigger than main event at Madison Square Garden. He's not gonna do anything bigger than that. And he no. already did that there. So yeah. like, what's might yeah. as, you know like. How, I mean, I don't. I think it would be a terrible idea, just because I don't think they kn- would like really know what to do with his character. But imagine if he actually signed with NXT, with the WWE. Uh, be, that would be wild. It would and, still be better. Oh, absolutely! Because imagine saying, if he, I don't he and Adam Cole have a feud, dude, uh, head to head with honest, the AEW I show. Honestly, I honestly don't think it's that crazy of a of a possibility. Well, I, mean, I don't the fact think that I, he's friends with them. That's the only thing. It was like. And he's been hanging out with Zack Ryder a lot lately. Well, they're big wrestling friends, wrestling toy friends. So. I've been wondering this too myself. I don't know. I've been wondering this myself too. Because he's in Orlando. He's around all those yeah. guys. But also yeah. his ex works and he is there training every day. Who's his ex? Uh, Deanna. Mm. 
So I feel like it's 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 a weird. It's an interesting situation because I'm wondering that too. Like, because you would think if NXT, if, if if Triple H wanted the ultimate, oh, yes. the ultimate, like, yeah, the ultimate handshake picture in this oh current God, era yeah. is him and Marty right now. Like, if he, if it, oh if God. it's if it appears like he s- snuck Marty out from under AEW, like that's gonna look. Like, of course, well, it's going to look crazy. Like, yeah. if you had to tell somebody the story and then you ask, oh, where do you think he's going to go? They would say, AEW, where all his friends are. But The thing that he helped start. Yes, of course. But, you know, if WWE offers him a great deal, friendship or not, you know, yeah. like, they're not paying your bills, dude. You know, like. Yeah, but also, okay, like, but also, I don't know. It's tough. I, trust me. I, I've been wondering all these scenarios in my head, too. You're telling me that if he got a significantly more offer from NXT that he wouldn't entertain just and because it's, it's, cause you're also going to stay home. Like, ch- like, like the chocolate. thing we were talking But you're doing the same thing with AEW and you have a chance to like possibly make a di- like, make a change, you know? It depends on what's more important to you, to be honest. that That's really, at the end of the day, what it is. It depends on what's more important. I mean, I mean, maybe he doesn't want to go back and see the guy that beat him for his contract at Impact Wrestling with Rockstar Spud. <laughs> maybe <So>. not. <laughs> um, I... I um I like I, I like the dark order thing. What do you guys think of them? This this well, I, also I liked Cody's um promo. Like yeah. as much as I was bummed that the they didn't show the MJF thing. Like obviously you can't say anything negative about a Cody Rhodes promo. Like, just, so fi- he's there to fire you up. Yeah, that, he's great at it. He's always been great at that. Mm-hmm. Like even before he was a thing in WWE, he was good at it. So like batons. Like, was, yeah. like come on. Like, it and, like and it's funny because it was so Ric Flair like where it was like. Taking off his shoes, paying money to people the crowd. Not, you would think that would be a heel move, but it just got everyone fired yeah, up. I was like, this guy's great. This guy's the this best. This guy's great. Oh, my God. He's giving out money to a well-dressed child. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. That kid was so well-dressed. <laughs> it seemed like the guy that was with him was, was like, not well-dressed. Was not well-dressed. <laughs> I was so confused by that. Like, like not saying, like, 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 like Jamie Casual, where Jamie comes in here sometimes wearing, like, his, like, Slippers and like a hoodie and like sweatpants, like that's but he still was in a jeans and like a t-shirt, you know. Like a, the kid a child was, was like, in like a, maybe he's a dapper child, yeah, you know. Maybe he's a young Sheldon. <laughs> maybe he's maybe the kid's like something bad's happening to the kid the next day. He just wants to be really nice to him. <laughs> well, now you just brought into yeah, a negative. Thanks, Jamie. Maybe he was being moved back home. With All his right. Mom. <laughs> um, this is the last thing we're doing. Uh, I saw I, the beginning of the Santa Claus this morning. It was oh about, yeah. It was, the beginning of the Santa he Claus is, him. well, that's true. He doesn't commit murder, and he uh, definitely commits well, murder. Well, at least manslaughter. At yeah. least yeah, manslaughter. Yeah, yeah, manslaughter. And like man too. But the beginning of the Santa Claus it's when they go meditated, yeah. When they go to Denny's is the most depressing thing I've ever seen. Which part is that? It's at the very beginning, and he's at he's over at his dad's for a holiday dinner because he's like his dad's custody. Okay. And his dad burns the turkey. Okay. And so he's like, "We're going to Denny's. It's an American institution." And he goes there, and there's only there's Chinese people there, and nothing but single like lonely dads with their kids like look because they all failed for Christmas dinner too yeah I was like this is rough like this is terrible hey, everyone loves like, the moons over Miami or Superbird <laughs> it like, reminds me of I like, like in the Oaks and there was like just single dads there sad walking and then around. the kids and then the kids like I'll have chocolate milk I guess and they're like we're out <laughs> <laughs> no um, milk. hey 
did you guys read my text last night about that movies that made us? Yes. Yes. Did you guys watch? Have you guys were you guys already aware of this? No. I, I knew it was coming because I followed the account, the toys that made us. It is so good. Is it because I've seen so many documentaries on the Ghostbusters before? I, wa- I watched the Home Alone one. I haven't watched the Ghostbusters one yet. There was so much I didn't know about Home Alone. Like I didn't know in Home Alone that they didn't use like any. I, I don't say special effects. Real like, fire? They, well, they didn't use any, like, pads or, like, padded things oh, at really? all. So all that shit you saw was an actual stuntman getting the crap beat out of him. Like, slipping on that, like, just wet ice. Like, but like, that one was 100% real, and they talked about it. Jesus. Where, like, they, they interviewed the main stuntman guy, and they were, like, they were talking about how, like, you know, we really wanted to be funny, like a cartoon, and blah, blah, blah. But then the director was like, but it was really not funny when we started on day one, and that the, one of the earlier shots was Why that one you're they? talking about where he went yeah. on the concrete or whatever, yeah. and they, they were like, we just had to do well, He said that the sun guys are just like, no, no, no we're good. We got Let's it. just do it. And they like, he said that a shot like, action. And he just like, whoo, flew back like that and like, bam, like you so hard. And they were like, <gasps> like he said the whole, like the whole crew was like, <gasps> and it was like, cut. All right, let's do it again. The guy like, hop up, like, all right, let's do it again. And they were like, Excuse me? Like, are you okay? You know, and that, like, they said, like, even the... So I just said rails, I'm good. Even the, the freaking... Pipe or whatever. No, um, um, iron? The, the iron to the face was, like, real. Like, it wasn't, like, a, you know, a pad on the top. It wasn't a prop. Iron. It was a real iron they dropped on this guy's face. What? And I was like, excuse me? I This takes on a whole new meaning for this movie. Did it really looks, burn people's hands? Yeah, I think, like, those ones were a little, like, less... Really those ones. nails into people's feet. But more like when they really showed the, his skeleton when he got electrocuted. <laughs> but more like when they're, when they're slipping on, like, the like the Lego cars or whatever. Paint, paint like cans. The, the Hot Wheels cars. Yeah. yeah, paint cans. They said the paint cans were not, like, gimmick paint cans at all. Like, they were, like... Legit paint cans, they were flying in these guys' faces, and it was so painful looking. And I was like, wow. Is, why? So that's why I liked it. And it's the editing like they do with the toys that made us. But why? <laughs> Even now, they were they get into that in the documentary. It's very funny because he's like, he's just like, yeah, no, like I'm just, that's just what I do, you know? Like they were interviewing all the, the, the people. They interviewed Macaulay Culkin's stunt double too, and like talked about when he had to fall down like the buzz in Buzz's room when he like yeah, falls down. As you're talking to him, he's like, and that's why I became a stuntman. So what do you have for breakfast, wife? I'll be honest, the guy like, who oh, was, <laughs> the guy who was the Daniel Stern wait, was it Daniel Stern or Joe Pesci who falls down? Whoever it was, who was like the main stunt guy for those guys, he was like real like Maybe it starts together. trailing off a little bit. But I enjoyed it. I haven't watched the Ghostbusters one, so I don't know. I, I thought the same thing. I was like, I've also seen a lot on Ghostbusters, so I'm wondering like how much they can uh, show me Because I love those documentaries like behind the scenes me too. filming. So I was like, I've seen all these. Like, I... You'll like the Home Alone one, I think, because okay. that one's fun. Um, I also guess okay, so there was Moxley versus Janela. I just like, honestly... I like what they're doing with Mox with, with Moxley right now so much. Like yeah. they're making him look like the ultimate badass right now, who's like trying to murder people, and I'm super into that myself. Um, uh, one last thing on Dynamo before we switch topics here, and we only have a little bit of time. I know I went long, so I'll have to truncate the NXT talk a little bit. But um, that's a good word, right? Uh, this whole nightmare collective thing with Brandy and Awesome Kong and. The cutting of the hair and the the girl in the crowd. What do you guys, what, Kevin? What do you think of this? Um, it was in picture in picture for a reason, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> here's the thing. Got him. It's it's I I was 
I'm okay with the gimmick of what they were doing before this segment. And then there's like, it just seems so convoluted to be like, yeah, of course, we're part of the Nightmare family, but this is who we are. It's like, I don't know. It's it like, was weird. It was a weird way to describe Very what weird. they're doing. Yes. And it was like, uh, I don't know. Also, it was such a ripoff, it felt like, of the straight edge society <laughs> when, like, the person from the crowd and the cut right. of their hair. I was like, isn't that what you did? What do you mean? Because they did the same thing? Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they did the same, did the same exact, exact thing. thing. <laughs> oh, weird how that would feel that way. Uh, <laughs> I, I do like... I do like the... Uh... She even looked like Serena Deeb, the girl they picked. Yeah, she did. I was like, is that Serena Deeb? <laughs> yeah, for a second, I was like, was that... No, no, she, no, she works at NXT. Yeah, that's true. Um, I, I like the way that they present Awesome Kong when she's coming out. Like, yeah, when she, like... when she pulls up the knife, too. I was like, oh, maybe yeah. don't mess with I was like, oh, Awesome Kong like, with a knife. Pretty great. I like all that. I like the presentation of Awesome Kong. I, I don't think there's a way to ruin that because she's killing it. It's just, I don't know. I also feel like if you're going to have... You can't. I shouldn't say you're gonna. You should not have two of the exact same stories stories going on. Dark Order, and Dark this. Order, and the Nightmare Collective, who are literally being like, join, come join us. We're a dark, spooky group. I'm sorry. There are too many freaking crazy people in AEW. Spooky, too many spooky people. Too many spooky, crazy lunatic people. They got an people. alien now. No, yeah. I no, like an alien. No, think about it. Let's list them. Butcher and the Blade. Butcher and the Blade. Dark Order. Dark Order. Nightmare Collective. Moxley. Moxley. Well, Moxley's He's not the lunatic, like like unhinged person. Yes. Okay, fine. All right, Darby Allen. Darby Allen. Jimmy Havoc. Like, come on. There's too many. Yeah, it's no, there's many. a lot of them. There's, there's definitely too many of them. I mean, you could throw Joey Janela in there if you want, you know, like on a. Nah, on a, he's not. You got to be spooky. No, he's definitely not spooky. No. But I'm thinking like like crazed like people. Now Brandy's one. So yeah, there's something Nightmare Collective. Yeah, yeah no, there's there's. Things are just getting even weirder at the next Jimmy's Seafood whenever they go there. That next time. <laughs> I just, give the I just personally dinner. think that there's there, that role needs to exist. The Awesome Kong yeah. voice piece. I just don't. It, it, it shouldn't be her. Like Brandy. Brandy needs to be Brandy. She, I mean, similar to Cody, it's kind of weird. You're like, why is, why is this woman suddenly a cult leader? Like, yeah, we've known like, who we've she known is this whole time. For we, so we like this Rhodes family. Yeah, like we were following along with it. I don't know if it's. I just don't think it's been explained why Cody she's suddenly a, a cult leader. And when Cody was a dick and she was a dick, it worked. Mm-hmm. It worked. Totally. Like, you don't need like she and she was still Brandy. And I'm all for. And I also I'm all for branching out, flexing your act, your, your acting muscle. But like, I would just like you to explain to me why you're suddenly a cult leader. Like I don't understand. Why are you suddenly cutting people's hair off? Like it's I, like Stone Cold coming back. He's like, well, I'm going to be a, I'm a secret agent. It's like, it's like I'm what? Stone Cold <laughs> Sailor, Sailor Austin, you know? It's and like he's like we know clearly you're not. You know, it's like we've known you long enough where you can't just pull a new trick out. of I mean, like that's not that's not a correct way of saying it. you can pull a new trick out of your ass every once in a while. But and you can do like what Jericho does. But I feel like Jericho properly forms it to where you're like, oh, that makes sense why he's like that. Right now, it makes sense why he's like what he's doing. It's yeah. different than what he was doing before in WWE. I just want it to make sense. I yeah. just that's all I can, that's all I ask for. Like it does not make sense. Like what happened? Between, what happened? Yeah, between last week and then when she came out and like pointed her face, her finger aggressively at, at Jennifer. What uh, happened? Yeah, I just don't exactly. That's what I want to know exactly. Yeah. Um, all right, moving here to NXT. Some of these topics I'm going to have to just kind of uh, cross off. Pete Dunne versus Killian Dane was a good match, I think, um, but. It's kind of starting to be the same thing. It, feels it like is, with and Killian Dane is like, I'm sorry. If you want him to be a serious, he I, I, we brought this up last time. He needs to beat somebody. 
Killian Dane yeah. needs to beat. Somebody. Yeah, I don't want him in competitive matches. Like he should just be beating people. Yeah, he should just be like squashing. I'm cool with just Killian Dane squash matches. I don't need him in these competitive. Yeah, and he's been winning either. them. Well, he won this one last he, night. Didn't oh, he? he I I must have missed. Did, the yeah, he did. He, he won last night. He won last night. Huh? I must. Because didn't he like? Didn't they try to do the sleeper hold thing again? I could have sworn. Went the top Are you sure? I'm like 75 percent sure that he won last night. Huh, okay, I, I mean, I could be wrong. I, I have no to go idea. look it up, but uh, we don't have time for that. So I will move on to uh, Shayna Baszler versus Zia Lee. I like what they're doing with Zia Lee. Yeah, I think they're they're, they're building her up well. Mm-hmm. Um, they 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 bet on a bunch of people, hoping that I think a couple of them would stick when yeah. they when they signed like ten people from China from those Chinese mm-hmm. tryouts. Um, and she clearly has. Yeah, uh, Boa was working for him, not not on the level of Zia Lee. I think that Zia Lee. Is starting to kind of like get over. She's starting to get over. I yeah, think. absolutely. I think people are really into her. So hey, I like Triple H tweeted about her today, mm-hmm. and I like that um, they gave her like you know it wasn't like some long match, but it was competitive enough where you got to see her do her thing, get some cool kicks in, yeah, she had a show off her audience a little beginning. bit. Show yeah, the promo. I thought the promo was good too. You know, like yeah. a lot of times foreign talent when they doesn't, doesn't especially because she's she been, she's been doing really it's well. It's not her yeah. first language, mm-hmm. and she really I feel like she, they, they, she nailed that promo. Whether it was I'm sure it was pre taped or whatever, but still she nailed it. And I could take it back to the first uh, the uh, show against AEW that that crowd really helps. So I think when the NXT crowd really gets behind a character. It helps a lot. Yes. Um, oh, no, I like the, the wrestling genius thing he's doing, <laughs> calling himself the best British wrestler. Um, Forgotten Sons tag match was what it was. Um, but that choke slam after the match Eesh. from Riker to, to Leon Rory, yeah, where he just, like, choke slammed him to the apron from inside, and he felt, oh, that was Dude, so I brutal. was watching that over and over to see Leon, like, maybe try and grab one of the ropes on the way down, but he didn't. No, he like, just I, took the full force of that. It looked yeah. brutal. I actually don't understand why Jackson Riker isn't the one they're pushing instead of the first, like the tag team. Me either. Doesn't he's the so one? Weird. He's the one who's always in the center of the entrance. He's the one they yell at, right? When yeah. they like, it, he, and he's they, the one that looks the, like the most imposing he looks like out of their all boss. of us. Yeah, he looks like he's the one controlling everything. But I don't understand why he's not really the, the centerpiece. Like they should be his backup. You know, the way they present them, it looks like he it looks is like an insane man. Yeah, you know, like it's like you should like. And I some, realize that he's Gunner from TNA, but like he. He's done a very good job. Of like when that. I like when I first realized that they weren't that that wasn't how it was supposed to be. Like that he's the leader and they're his underlings. I was like, what? What? what why not? Like the way yeah. they like the entrance. He's the focus of the entrance. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's the middle. He's the one that looks more different than both those guys. Mm-hmm. And he look isn't he older than they are? I think yeah. so. Yeah, and he looks like he's more fit as hell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I want to see him use more for sure. I yeah, the Forgotten Sons. I think they need to repackage. Yeah, I, yep. they, they should be forgotten. <laughs> oh yeah, got him, uh, Dakota Kai. I just want to say I absolutely loved that her Titan Tron was oh just <laughs> multiple <laughs> angles of her beating up Tegan Knox. Great with like it's, a filter over it. It's great. I don't know. if It was like they're still working on like a more formed one, or if it was just like a. We're keeping with the NXT tradition of coming out with and using as a weapon whatever thing you used in your recovery. <laughs> It's keeping with the tradition here. <laughs> uh, so I, I like what they're doing with Dakota Kai. Um, I like they set up the thing with her and Mia Yim. Um, I like that Rhea Ripley then got attacked by the Horsewomen to set up the December 18th title match. Um, do you think Rhea I'm Ripley ri- takes it here? Finally, I, I or do you think they say that for a takeover? I don't know, but I'm looking forward to it because I've been yeah. looking forward to these two fighting for ever since Rhea Ripley started coming more on NXT. I, I've been America. saying that she's the one to take it. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be this match, but 
Why not end the year with a new champion? It's got to be her. You think? Who else could do it? She's like, it, no, I mean, do you think it, now? Oh. Oh, no, sorry. December 18th, two would, weeks. Would do you be, think they pull the trigger now? No. Nah. Unless it's a, I mean, a fun if finish I, I and they take, wait till Roller of the Weekend. Well, cause My it, only tinfoil hat thing here is that, like, I go, like, well, do they want to get Shayna to the main roster because of the Becky thing? And they want to go, they, they were maybe going to keep going with that. They liked it. something, hmm. And they want and they want to go that direction. An interesting theory. To lead into Ronda. To lead into Ronda coming back. An interesting theory. But then do you also bring someone back now? Or do, do you debut someone now? I don't know. I think Raw could use it. I think Becky could use the feud on Raw between with Shayna right now. Well, yeah, because Becky does need something new to do. But I think she's gonna. It also seems. It also seems like I don't know if people can call me out on this. It seems like they're building towards Oscar. It's gonna be Oscar versus uh, Becky next before Ronda comes sure. back. I see you were talking about that too. She said like I've got one last deck to collect in that one uh, backstage right. interview. So I, I I don't know, but I I. I personally don't think that, sh- that Rhea Ripley wins it here. I don't. I think they got to save. You got to save for takeover. I'm saying they could wait till the takeover Royal Rumble weekend, and then. But I guess also, wait for that. and then if you, you really want to like give AEW a run out. for their money and the ratings, you, this is a match you have wanted to see, and it sure. doesn't have to happen to takeover. But then I mean, but then it could be a fuck finish. They go to takeover, and then next day we get Shannon in the Rumble. No. Or two days on No, the there's no takeover before the Rumble this year. Oh, really? It's that Worlds Collide. Oh, that's right. Where it's NXT UK versus NXT. Well, then fuck my idea. <laughs> um, uh, so then we had the Finn Balor video package where he reiterates that his future is his past. Um, oh, he hasn't really shed light on that. Well, <laughs> I, I was going to ask, do you dislike that he brought that back up again or do you kind of like that he's still alluding to that 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 we didn't get the full payoff to that yet i will say that i like that he's not saying my future is my past and i want to fight and want to fight um jamie do you not like that they're going back in that go back, going no, back to that i didn't say that i didn't say that um I kind of just well, the reason I said like oh they're definitely because i forgot i forgot that was a thing for a minute mm-hmm. um that like my future is my past yeah. cuz i thought I um, because I thought the club showing up, and then I thought that was going to lead something into that, and Me then too. it did, and then it didn't, and mm-hmm. then um, and so then I thought maybe they had plans originally to do that, and then they kind of got cold feet, and then they just okay, let's just like because of the Gargano thing, in maybe true WWE fashion, like oh, let's just not talk about it again. And I thought the same thing. Forget about it, and um, and lo and behold, it happened, and they said it again, and um, I I mean. Who knows? I really, I, I'm curious. It, to me, it's got to be one I'm or two things. I'm very curious. It's got to be one or two things, in my opinion. Either it's, well, it's one of three things. It's him getting the title back, him bringing the demon back, or him starting a new Bullet Club, mm-hmm. like him starting his own stable. The one, the the one that may, pleases me more out of those three is the new stable. See, I already feel like we have undisputed era in NXT, and, and I don't we think have the can, OC. And you have the OC, and I don't think you can turn undisputed era face. Right. And Balor's kind of a heel right now. I'm actually leaning more towards the Demon because to me, it felt like I've said on here before that like they're bringing him back to NXT to kind of like bring value to the Demon again. I want the Demon to look different. I like that. I, I want the demon, I, I, if, I, if they're going to do something with it, if that's the, the the case, I want the demon to look different. I'm into that. I don't want the damn dreads anymore. The um, headdress. I'll skip ahead a little bit just because we're on the topic already. <laughs> I well, mean, I love the Kushida video. I, okay, yeah. Actually, before I skip ahead too much, the Kushida video was great. I think that really gained him a lot. That did wonders for him, in my opinion. Because mm-hmm. as good as he was, you really didn't. 
You're like, oh, here's this Japanese star who loves Back to the Future for some reason, you know? Like, <laughs> and we there's not this much. Green, there's like a different element to it now. Yeah, now that we see that, like, he's trying to like make a better world for his daughter, who's adorable in that video, you know? It's really, about your kids, Kushida. Yeah, <laughs> and now he's like the underdog that's just trying to make his way in. Oh, weird character development. That's cool. It's great yeah. how that works, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I also thought the match was fantastic. Yeah, the Cameron Grimes match. It was short, Man, but that's fantastic. Good. That, that that took like when he Cameron Grimes beat up um Umber, not who no uh, wasn't Raul, uh, Raul Mendoza, Mendoza right? yeah because like, he uh, they've been getting really good like NXT camera guys are getting real good they've been getting some good shots because yeah. because uh, Cameron came out of nowhere with that like a stomp when he just like when he beat up um, Raul and the Keith Lee rising like when Finn was about to do the corner drop kick that was a great I mean, shot too. just tossing adam uh, adam cole out of the frame was yeah like the, the, the framing has been really good at absolutely um but that mat and, and the match itself i was like man like i want to see more from these two like mm. they, they they like they they tore it up like in a short amount of time uh so yeah i like that a lot the, the six man was great too with yeah, undisputed was. era Champa Lee and Dijakovic and it made a star out of Keith Lee. That's if he wasn't already after From Survivor, Survivor Series, Series yeah. this did it, dude. Keith Lee has man has been made in yep. a very quick time. <laughs> yep, I, I will say the greatest thing though is like I was like, man, I just want Keith Lee to like not wear baby powder blue. Like maybe not powder blue. Maybe he just go to black trunks. And this week I was like. There you go. go. Um, Must have been my birthday. (laughs) Birthday present for Kevin. Uh, Thanks, Keith Lee. Yeah, no, I I, I completely agree. I thought that between Survivor Series and this, like, he, what he did with Finn wasn't unbelievable. It it, it felt like, oh, yeah, he was just going toe-to-toe with all the top guys in WWE and Survivor Series. Like, of course he can... Well, think about it. He think about it. Like the last flurry alone, the last flurry alone, right before the pin, he takes out every single person in the in the undisputed air yep. by himself. Yep. And then pins the champion. Yep. If that isn't like, hey, this is our new guy right over here, then I don't know what is. Okay. So question then, because that was where I want to end on here, because we got to get out of here for this. I'm probably getting trolled for going over, but um, so at the end of the show, they set up Finn Balor versus Ciampa versus Keith Lee for mm-hmm. next week. Winner gets a title shot on the 18th. Um, there's so many possibilities here. Dude, right? I got to be honest. Ciampa may have been the original plan, but this rise of Keith Lee mm. may have thrown a wrench in that plan. I think so, too, because you could also easily just go back to a Finn Balor versus Ciampa match, and that's a still a few that's still going. Um, Finn and Keith Lee aren't really a few other than you know what, the, what happened in that match. But, yeah, Keith Lee, it has. I, I feel it's going to be him. I think... I don't think he's going to win. It's interesting. You know, I, I feel like... It's it's still a tick too early on Keith Lee. I think that Finn Balor and Keith Lee are gonna eliminate each other from the match, so to speak. Like where, where whatever happens, like one of them is gonna like Finn Balor is almost gonna have it won. Keith Lee attacks him, and then Ciampa surprises Keith Lee and gets his title shot because I don't think Adam Cole's losing the title yet. Yeah. So I don't necessarily think that. Keith Lee should get the title shot yet because he's going to lose then his first title shot very quickly. Um, I also feel like Finn Balor has to lose a big match in order for the Demon to have to come back. So, like, if the whole my future is my past thing is the Demon, 
I feel like he can't be the one that wins the title shot yet. He has to bring the demon back first before he can start getting title shots again or whatever. So I think it's going to be Ciampa that wins. I think we're finally going to get that Ciampa title match. But I don't think Cole loses it yet either. I really oh, don't no, think yeah. Cole loses it yet. I don't think so. You don't think Cole Do you think – Whoever wins. Whoever I don't wins. Think they, uh, right? It's going to be Cole's end. You, know. you feel the same way, Jamie, on that? Yeah, it's fair enough. Yeah, I don't think anyone's taking it from him yet. It's got to be a bigger deal when he finally loses the title. All right, got to get out of here. I've gone over in time. Jamie, where can people find you at? You can find me on Twitter at J-A-M-I-E underscore I-O-V-I-N-E or on Instagram at J-A-M-I-E-I-O-V-I-N-E. Check me out on every week at Championship Wrestling from Hollywood and your local markets or on Fight.com or Fight TV. And, or FightTV.com, I'm sorry. And also, for wrestling fans out there, beep, 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 attention. Uh, the popular Street Couture brand, The Hundreds, is doing an exclusive, I mean, um, uh, yeah, exclusive collab with uh, the WWE, official collab. It's an official product. And they're emphasizing mostly the legacy of WWE featuring stuff with like DX, the NWO, Ultimate Warrior, The Undertaker, some new faces like Kofi Kingston. And um, we're di- we're getting the an early access to the re- uh, to the release. We're getting it a few days before mass release. So if you want to get your shirt or your apparel early, um, go to Network. That's NTWRK. We're doing the drop on December 10th. It's going to be fun. I was glad the black and red, NWO black and red, got some love in there too. I was yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah, I think that might be the one that I want of all those. Yeah, it's a, it's a hundreds of dope brand. Um, we're excited to be doing stuff with them, and it's a it's a wrestling drop. So. Everybody tune in and check it out. Yeah, and if you look at James' Instagram, he posted some pictures of one of the yeah, ones, on the some net- of the ones that are going to go up. And on the network Instagram as well. Uh, uh, Kevin Silva, That's where me. can hey. people find you on the internet? You guys find me at Kevin Gets Red Cross Platform. Yay, easy. Yay, at Ryan Satin on social media, at Wrestling Sheet on social media, uh, ProWrestlingSheet.com. That's the website where you can find all the top stories in the world of professional wrestling. YouTube.com slash C slash Wrestling Sheet. That's where you can find the video of this show and any other videos that I put out there. Make sure you subscribe while you're there. Make sure you like the page. Make sure you leave a comment if you feel inclined to. I read them. I'm sorry that we didn't have a show last week. We were all celebrating Thanksgiving. but uh, uh, Heaven forbid. Yeah, I know. Uh, But also, if you just like listening to our voices, you don't necessarily like our pretty faces, uh, make sure you go check out the podcast version of the show as well. Subscribe there if you want to listen while driving, working out, cooking doing whatever just search for wrestling sheet radio on all the biggest podcast platforms also you can find me every once in a while on wwe backstage it airs tuesday nights on fs1 it airs at 11 p.m eastern time eight o'clock pacific time make sure you check it out lots of cool stuff uh next week they're gonna have cm punk back on the show talking about the latest week in wrestling so obviously you don't want to miss that all right, everyone, we're done. Officially tapping out for now. Until next time, stay out of the dirt and keep your eyes. Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa Know-How. Napa Know-How. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. It's that little chico pit bull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide. And I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive. Brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game so that the game doesn't play you. 
you know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 